everybody, and welcome back to the Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm your host, Peyton Smith, and today I'm joined by Cameron Teal, a student at the University of Arizona. She is going to be sharing her story of being conservative on campus and the importance of taking advantage of opportunities and resources your school and organizations on campus provide. Her story, along with the other women we've had the privilege of interviewing on our show, are all featured in our new book, You're Not Alone, The Conservative Woman's Guide to College. Our book is launching in a week, which is so exciting. So if you'd like to be a part of our launch team, you can sign up at the link in the description and you'll be the first to know when it's released. Or you can head over to our Instagram, at Enlightened Women, and we'll have the form linked there in our profile. Welcome, Cameron. Hi, Peyton. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to join you to talk about new and just everything going on on my campus. Great. Well, why don't you kick us off and tell us why you picked University of Arizona and what did you get involved in on campus? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that choosing schools is always a really stressful time when you're in high school. And I was kind of between wanting to stay in state and wanting to you know, expand my horizons and go out of state, experience something different. But I think that cost is a really important thing to consider, just practically speaking. Um, I know a lot of people really want to get out of state, but, you know, if you're able to graduate without debt, that's a really huge thing. So a lot of it for me just came down to the scholarship that I was able to get at U of A was really great. And the cost overall ended up being pretty low. So being able to get through school without like any loans or debt was a big plus for me. Um, I also really love the campus at U of A. It's so beautiful here. Um, Very traditional, lots of beautiful trees, buildings. So I really preferred that to like being centered in a really big city like some Mm -hmm. campuses are. And U of A has a lot of great school pride. Um, It's a really big school, so there's always a lot going on, which makes it really fun. Oh, God. I chose Seton Hall for the same reasons. I got the most money there. So (laughs) Um, how did new impact your experience on campus? Yeah, well, I would say my experience was unique because I started school during COVID, which was really difficult. Um, so a very lonely time, really hard to like find friends on campus, meet new people, just because a lot of classes were still online and a lot of groups weren't having in-person gatherings at all. So it was really hard for me to find like groups that I connected with for like my first year or two at U of A. I was part of a Bible study for a little bit and that was really nice to meet some people. I tried to attend a couple of like turning point events, college Republican events, but none of those really stuck. Um, I just didn't like connect with any of them super well. And it actually wasn't until spring of my sophomore year that I discovered um, new and I had no idea what new was. Um, somehow I think I stumbled upon the Instagram page that our president was running at the time and that's how I got introduced to it. And so I was just like, oh, like a conservative women's club. That's really unique. I didn't know anything like that existed. And um, I saw them post about a meeting and just decided to show up. I didn't know anybody in it at the time. So I met everybody brand new for the first time, but they were all super welcoming. That's amazing. I actually kind of similar situation. I stumbled upon our new national Instagram and that's how I was introduced to new. And then I brought it to campus and we started our chapter at Seton Hall. 
but so I think it's funny that you found new through your chapter's Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. I think your story that you shared in our book with Christina Sandifer, the executive vice president of the Goldwater Institute, is absolutely fascinating. You heard from her previously speaking at an event, and then you brought her to campus. Now you're interning with the Goldwater Institute. Would you mind sharing more about your story with her and the Goldwater Institute with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I met Christina actually for the first time when I was in high school. And this was kind of when I was first getting interested in politics. So I would attend, it's called Republican Women of Prescott in my hometown. And they would host different speakers, different community members, politicians, all sorts of different people related to conservative politics. And one of the events that I attended, they had Christina as a speaker and she got up and she spoke all about her work with the Goldwater Institute and how they're promoting conservative libertarian ideas across the country, but specifically in Arizona. And I just became really interested in her work. I mean, she is just so impressive, such a great lady. And we got the chance to speak for a little bit after that event. And I told her, you know, I'm really interested in Goldwater Institute. I could see myself doing something like what you do in the future. And she was very supportive. But after that, we kind of lost touch. And for a while, I really didn't think much about the Goldwater Institute. It was just kind of something that I forgot about. And then I believe it was my junior year in the Network of Enlightened Women, we had the opportunity to host a speaker. And I learned that the speaker was going to be Christina. Um, And I was like, wow, I recognize that name. I remember meeting with her back in high school at that Republican event. So I was super excited to get to reconnect with her again. And um, she came, she spoke about how capitalism helps empower women today, gave a great presentation. And then after that, I was able to stay late and talk with her a little bit more again about the Goldwater Institute and if there were any internship opportunities, professional opportunities, And she was able to direct me to their website where I could apply. And she told me a little bit about the different programs that they offer. Um, So pretty much right after that, I decided, you know what, like, why not? I went home and I submitted my application and pretty much everything just happened from there. They reached out to me for a couple different interviews and then I found out that I was selected. So, yeah, I mean, really, I would not have been able to reconnect with her without new and us hosting her at our meeting. That's so amazing. And I think it really does show the importance of like networking at those speaker events and taking advantage of all the opportunities and resources that not just Network of Enlightened Women can offer you, but other organizations on campus can offer you as well. Can you talk a little bit more about your internship? Like what you've ended up doing with Goldwater Institute, any favorite projects you have? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have had an amazing experience at the Goldwater Institute. I started interning during the summer in person at their office in Phoenix, Arizona. And everybody who works there is extremely nice, extremely helpful, um, just genuinely wants to support the interns and help them professionally with like anything that they might need. Um, Specifically, I work in the communications department. So my role is pretty much translating the really complicated policies and cases that Goldwater works on 
to be interesting and exciting for the general public. Um, and a lot of that is through social media. So one of the big projects that I've kind of spearheaded was getting their Instagram page up and running because they weren't using Instagram at all when I first started. So I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to really, you know, get involved and push for an Instagram page. And I helped them do a lot of research about different types of posts that we could do and different Instagram strategies. And right now I'm still working on creating some of the content and graphics that we post on our Instagram page. So it's still kind of like an up and running project. Um, definitely takes a lot of consistency to like build up that page and get followers and activity. But I've really enjoyed working on that project and just learning like how to frame the different issues on Instagram as a platform. Um, some of the other projects I've worked on are creating media contact lists. So whenever we have like a new story, a new policy, or a new like case, a client that we're working with, um, I will help basically do research to find media contacts that would be interested in covering that story. Um, and so I kind of go through strategically and find people who have maybe talked about the issue before, um, or who we have worked with before, who we know um, supports our work. And that makes it a lot easier for our media guy to kind of go through and send out some of those stories to them and try to get them published. That all sounds so amazing. I love to nerd out over Instagram strategies. So that makes my heart so happy to hear. But it's Sounds like amazing internship, lots of great resources, and you're going to have so much to put in your resume after. But speaking of resources, in the book, you also talked a little bit about the importance of finding a conservative professor mentor. And Karen, I know, is so passionate about this topic because she had a great one when she was in school. I unfortunately didn't have one in school, so I would love to hear more about your experience with conservative professors because we did not have too many up in New Jersey and basically how you've been able to utilize them as just another resource on your campus. Honestly, I really haven't had a conservative mentor up until recently, actually, but I am working on my honors thesis, which is something I have to complete to graduate like within the honors college at the University of Arizona. And I just started working on it this year. And for the thesis, we get paired with an academic advisor. And the academic advisor that I ended up working with, I had never had a class with before and really had never even interacted with. So I was a little bit nervous about how it would go. But I ended up talking with her about my thesis topic and just kind of what I'm studying, what I want to do after I graduate. And, you know, it's always a little bit uncomfortable to be like, oh, I want to work for like a conservative organization because you never know what reaction you're going to get. But I decided, you know, just be open with her, tell her, you know, what you're planning to do. And she had such an amazing reaction, was super supportive and told me, you know, I'm pretty conservative myself. So I was like, oh, well, that's amazing. I never would have guessed that. And so she's actually been really supportive in helping me kind of find different organizations that I might apply to jobs for and networking for me a little bit. And she's also really supportive of Network of Enlightened Women. I've told her all about how I'm the president of our chapter, and she's been trying to help me find some different speakers through her own personal connections that we might be able to host. So... 
yeah, I guess the moral of that is you never know, like, if your professor is conservative, if you're not open about your own beliefs with them. So I'm really glad that I shared that with her. And now I'm getting a lot of support from her. That is so amazing. I wish I had a connection like that with a professor when I was on campus. (laughs) Did you ever face adversity from your professors? And even if you didn't, how would you recommend going about it and handling those challenges to other women on campus? I know we get a lot of stories from women who have had to handle um, hard professors who make it difficult to share their views in class. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I've had any crazy stories myself. Um, I've definitely had a lot of professors who I can tell from the way that they present material that they're more liberal or left-leaning. And you always kind of have to tread lightly and kind of decide whether, you know, you want to have that like confrontation with them and be open about your views. But I would say in general, even if professors do disagree with you, most of them, at least at U of A, are pretty willing to hear you out. Um, so I, my personal recommendation is just to be open with your beliefs. Don't be fake in class just because you think it's what the professor wants to hear. Don't be fake in like your assignments or papers and the viewpoint that you're writing about. Just be genuine to your real opinions on whatever issues are being discussed. And I think most professors will respect that. And then you're also adding something really valuable to the dialogue in class and maybe a viewpoint that other people don't hear. I love that. My motto when I was in school was I'm going to speak out because you never know who is going to gain the confidence from hearing me speak out. I know a lot of my friends came out, if you will, as conservative on campus because I took the initiative to start speaking out about my conservative beliefs as well. Yeah, I think that that is huge, definitely. Um, And even within Network of Enlightened Women, I know that we've recruited members that way, too. Like, I've had friends in the club who maybe spoke about something more conservative-leaning in class and then had someone approach them and say, oh, I didn't know you're conservative. And then we've been able to introduce them to the, the chapter. So that's always really great. Yeah. What is your biggest piece of advice you have for other conservative women on college campuses? Just being open in your beliefs, um, not being ashamed for your opinions. And I think the people that you surround yourself with are very important too. So surround yourself with people who are going to support and uplift you rather than tearing you down for your beliefs. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're only friends with conservatives. You're only friends with people who think exactly the same as you. You can have friends from all different backgrounds and beliefs, but as long as there's someone who will respect you at the end of the day and value you as a person regardless of that and treat you with kindness, um, you never want to have people in your life who are going to judge you or, you know, abandon your friendship because they learn that you hold a specific view. So I think just finding those genuine people who care about you regardless of that Um, even if maybe they challenge you and your beliefs in some ways, that's really important, um, just in getting through college and life in general. Yeah. I love that. Do you have any other fun resources that you'd recommend like books or podcasts or anything along those lines? Ooh, I would say lately I have been a big Matt Walsh fan. 
I didn't listen to him for the longest time and I've started to recently and I think he's so funny. Um, so I've been listening to his podcast almost every day now. But just Daily Wire in general has so much great conservative content. I know that they're starting like a kids platform now. It's kind of like an alternative um, media platform for children's shows and content that doesn't have like a left wing agenda being pushed on it. So I think that's really amazing. Yes, I'm so excited to see what kind of content they put out. And I know they're recording that movie, Snow White version with Brett Cooper right now. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. But thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to share your story along with the stories of other young conservative women in our new book, You're Not Alone, The Conservative Woman's Guide to College. As a reminder, it will be released next week, which is so, so exciting. So make sure to sign up to be a part of the launch team at the link in the description below, and you'll be the first to know when it's released. Or as a reminder, you can head over to our Instagram at Enlightened Women and sign up at the form. It will be linked in our profile over there. Make sure you subscribe to the Conservative Woman's Guide wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review and you can let us know what you'd like to hear more about by emailing at media at enlightenedwomen.org. We'll see you next time.